Hey everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast where we go on a deep dive to help you discover how to move on from yo-yo diets and away from toxic diet culture. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Travis Murrells. I'm the owner and a head coach of The Fitness Genie. I've battled extremely poor mental health, manic depression, crippling anxiety, homelessness, and the absolute rock bottom that comes with those depressive thoughts. Fast forward to today, however, I've coached over 1,000 people to reduce anxiety, heal their relationships with food, themselves, and their body. Now we have an amazing, outstanding team coaching women all over the globe to achieve the body, but more importantly, the life that they want to be living. So if you're someone that is ready to move on from the classic 90s fad diets, Slimming World, Jenny Craig, unsustainable 1200 calorie meal plans, and you want some freedom in your life, then this is the podcast for you. All of our coaching is one-on-one and 100% customized to the individual. We find a middle ground to start from and build the program around the client as opposed to trying to get a client to fit our system. We decided to say fuck it, throw out the previous designs of the fitness industry and create something that actually works. Designing it from scratch every time a new client wants to change their life and signs up. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can engage when we're looking for feedback, ideas, discussion topics and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, enjoy this episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, hope you're doing amazing. I'm jumping on here super quick because this is off the back of a client call that I figured was extremely useful. Um, So I'm going to share that with you right now. So the call was essentially, yes, we were talking about the the long term, like she's losing weight, everything is going amazing. But then the thought pattern came up of what is the long term goal? Like, how do I sustain this for the rest of my life? And hitting numbers, making it all logical, and essentially the tangible shit behind working out eating in a calorie deficit, hitting numbers, and there's accountability. That's easy. Everyone can do that shit. And it it feels rather simple on the surface level of, oh, I just do this thing. But then at the same time, we're also here to figure out what is the mindset behind when we finish the program, how do you maintain that? And one thing that came up for her was self-sabotage in the sense of, I'm going to make this incredibly hard for myself and... If someone is telling me to do something, I'm going to do the opposite of what they say. So default thought pattern at the moment is very, for example, this, this used to be me and it still is to a degree, but if I was doing the dishes and my mom came up and said, Hey, make sure you do the dishes. I'd fucking throw in the towel and just be like, no, I'm not doing them. Like, did you not see that I was just doing them? Fuck that. Despite, even if I had no bowl or plate or anything to use for the meal that I was about to eat and it just made things difficult for me. I would be okay with that being incredibly difficult just to spite my mom saying, do something that you're already doing. And it's like, well, I was already doing it. So fuck you. I'm not going to do that anymore. And that was something that was very prevalent for her. in the fact that she is a stubborn person, that is, if she gets advice from someone, they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make this incredibly difficult for me so that I can insert reason here. And one of the things that I sort of came out with was why or where has that come from? And I'm not going to say exactly where that came from for this client, but where has it come from? This. And where it typically comes from for a lot of people, that stubborn behavior is from receiving conditional love from an authority figure early on. Usually mom or dad, 
but it could be anyone. It could even be a high school coach. It could even be someone that you, a high school coach, a high school teacher, or maybe even like a basketball coach or anything like that. Anyone that you perceived as an authority figure that when you achieved something that was difficult or just when you achieved something, that's when you were worthy of receiving love. And that's when you were worthy of saying, oh my God, yeah, Travis, you actually went and did this task and you did it despite the fact that it was difficult. Congratulations, you killed it. You're the best. I absolutely love this. That's why you're such a hard worker and this and that. And then when work starts to become easy or when something feels easy for us, we go, this is too easy. I'm not getting that same reward response of, hey, I did all of these things wrong, but I still finished it. I still did it despite all these things that went wrong. So we're almost looking for external validation of, hey, I am still capable of receiving love because of all of these things that I have achieved, even if they're self-imposed barriers and obstacles. If we know that we have to go from A to B, mentally what we're doing, instead of taking a step forward, we're sprinting right, sprinting left, and then coming back and then trying to front flip to take that step forward to be like, how cool was that? Not only did I get the result that I wanted, I also did this and I did this and I also did all these other things. When in reality, a lot of people don't really give a shit. They're just like, so did you get to the next step? It's like, well, yeah, I I did. Cool. So keep going. And when that reward response isn't there in terms of, did you do it? Yes. Cool. Then we start to go, oh my God, freak out. We need to make this incredibly hard on ourselves so that people will love us more. And this is just one of those random things that where a lot of that self-sabotage comes from is we're almost looking for external validation because a lot of our love that we have received growing up or even recently or whenever the fuck has been based on a condition. If you achieve this, then I will say that I love you. If you do this, then I will say that you are capable of receiving love. And a lot of the people that I'm working with present day, they don't have that unconditional love response from someone. Or if they do, they say that they know it, but they don't allow themselves to feel it. So they can say, yeah, my partner loves me. It's like, okay. And that's why those stupid questions come up of like, would you still love me if I was a worm? And (laughs) it's not so much of like, oh my God. It's like, okay, I need to prove that. I am worthy of unconditional love that no matter what happens to me or the situation or the circumstance or this or that or whatever, I am feeling insecure within myself. So I need to get that reassurance from someone else based on this random condition. And that's where a lot of people, I suppose that's where a lot of women, obviously, because I'm a man, I'm in the dating world and well, I'm not in the dating world, not anymore. Um, it is one of those things of guys are very just like, cool, we love you. And we're going to do things our, uh, oh my God, what's that thing? Love language. Our love language is typically physical touch or acts of, um, acts of service. We want to take action and do something to prove our love. That's just what is generally stated for a lot of men in terms of what their love language is. For a lot of women, it's typically quality time and, uh, words of affirmation. Those are the two top ones that I've typically found is quality time and words of affirmation. And I don't really, again, I don't really care about quality time because it's typically been reinforced in my past as quantity time. And I don't want quantity time. I want quite literally 
quality time if we are to spend quality time together. I don't want to sit in the same room on our phones, but we're next to each other while the TV's on and we're just sitting there to kill time, but we can say that we're together. That's quantity time. I fucking hate that. I would much rather say, let's go our separate ways and be incredibly productive and do the things that are going to fill our cup up personally, be productive and all that. And then we can come together and speak about everything that went on in our lives and communicate that to each other and share our lives. Or even if you work together or you're on the same mission or whatever, go and do that together so that you can have that quality time together. But don't confuse it with quantity time. Um, So that was a little rant about love languages. But the reason that I'm saying this is because we will typically do things for our partner that we think that they need. And we're just going to be like, oh my God, what is the action that we can take to fix this? What is the action that we can do to show you that we love you? That's why a lot of men typically, on average, their thing is, let me physically express myself to you in terms of sex. So that's why that's always going to be usually a primary thing, which is, I'm not that connected with my emotions. How can I show you that I love you? Insert... (laughs) pun unintended on that one (laughs) how can I show you how much you mean to me and then that's where it typically revolves or goes into that physical touch or that being intimate together let's say that sounds better than sex Uh, being intimate together so that's why we are typically action taking people and that words of affirmation and thing is typically something that has come up for a lot of women and again I'm speaking generally on average Um, so if you're completely different to this, then fantastic. You're different to this. If the shoe doesn't fit, don't wear it. Um, because we know some grim tales with Cinderella where that doesn't work out for some stepsisters. Uh, but anywho. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in here to remind you that Christmas is just around the corner and one of our busiest time periods for signups is late November through to around about mid-December. One of two things happens around this time. One, people either start for around about four to eight weeks before Christmas, obviously depending on their start date, so that they can get the foundations of their health journey and what works for them in the tangible sense. Then when we come back into it in the new year, we just flick the switch, keep doing what we were doing and away we go. Or number two, what's most common for clients of mine is they lay down their deposit and start paying off the program now so that their payment schedule is extended, which helps out the budget a lot. From there, they're locked in and ready to go for when we come into the new year, knowing that they're secured, we have a start date, they have their program already in hands, they're in and they're committed to smash out the new year with a coach that is not going to let them fall into another shitty resolution thing that they've always done. This is the last quote unquote weight loss thing that you will ever do for a resolution. We can guarantee you that because we teach our clients to make us redundant. So if you are interested in this, check out our website for details, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or visit the link in our Instagram bio for everything else at Fitness Genie. But for now, back to the episode. The thing that I'm trying to get across, because <laughs> I know I'm going to tangent on this for fucking ever, is that you are capable of receiving love. That's it. That sh- That is probably just should be the title. It's not going to be, but it should be the title of you are capable of receiving love. Regardless of how difficult the things that you have achieved in your past are. And that's where we're typically looking for words. We, that's where women typically, again, on average, are looking for words of affirmation of tell me that you love me in spite of all of these things that have happened, or I have achieved all of these things 
I am capable of love. Tell me that I'm capable of receiving love. And it's typically that has been reinforced time and time and time again. If there has been that boundary or that sort of structure of conditional love. If you do these things, I'll tell you, I love you. If you do these things, that is going to have a positive response. And when that response gets taken away from us, we're still left over with the structure of doing something and then receiving love. But now that that receiving love is not there, we just keep doing things and we just keep making things harder and harder and harder and harder on ourselves until eventually it hits a point of fuck this. What's the point? Let's not even worry about it. This is just stupid. I'm not even going to do it because if I'm going to feel this way and I'm not going to get acknowledged for the things that I'm doing, I'm just going to fucking eat and do this and this and this and mask emotions, really emotional eating. So one thing that I really just wanted to get across was that if this is you or if this is resonating with you in some sort of capacity is that we really need you to be able to tell yourself or at least do the things for yourself to know that you are worthy of love, to know that you can show self-respect to yourself. And we don't have to look for an external source of love. It's obviously good if we have one, but we don't need to be looking for an external source of love. We can just simply love ourselves and be content within our bodies and minds and everything that we see in the mirror and that we say to ourselves and that we think to ourselves as well. We can have that capacity to be able to do that for ourselves without having to rely on any sort of other conditions. You can sit on the couch, watch Netflix at night and just be content within yourself. That can be self-love. That can be you showing yourself that you are capable of receiving love because you have told yourself and shown yourself that you are capable of that. So that's something that I wanted to get across as well. The, God, got the itchiest nose right now. Where's my water? There's my water. I should just pause the podcast, but I'm not going to because apparently I never learned from my mistakes. Um, I think that's it. There was something else that I wanted to touch on as well that I honestly cannot remember. Oh, being incredibly stubborn. That's what it was. So that's obviously the capacity to receive love as well. But then being stubborn, one thing I have to get across. If it's someone or something, people are only ever going to give you advice based on their perceived reality. My mom wanted me to be a police officer because that was her experience in life. She didn't want me to do this job. She thought it was a shit job. And there was no way that I was going to make the amount of money or the have the lifestyle that I wanted to do if I was doing this. I was better off being a police officer. And I said, fuck that. I'm going to do this anyway. It obviously worked out for me. Uh, My dad didn't want me to... Well, he was more questions about it and poking holes in it as an inquisitive person is going to do. But it was, why don't you just do... uh, What was it? Bartending at the time. Why don't you just do bartending? It's pretty good. That's what he was doing. Someone is always going to give you the advice based on their perceived reality that has worked for them. If someone has started up six small businesses, they're going to say small businesses don't work. Um, Sorry, if someone has started up and failed in six small businesses, they're going to say small businesses aren't worth it. They suck and they fail and you shouldn't do it. Contrary to if someone has started up a small business and has stuck with it and has turned it into now six small businesses and they know how to scale and they know how to work all that stuff, they say it's going to be the best thing that you will ever do. So the advice that you are getting is from someone else is only ever going to be based on their perceived reality. And we have to acknowledge that for when someone is giving advice, they are not demanding that that's what you do. They are essentially telling you, hey, well, they fucking should, but they won't. So we have to insert that little bracket at the start of the conversation for them and say, 
hey, my life experience is this. So therefore, the advice that I'm about to give you is based on all of the perceived things that I have gone through and my life experience. And based on my life experience, this is what I'm going to say to you right now. You don't have to take it on board. You don't have to action it, but I'm just going to tell you that this is what's going on in my life so that you can have that perception. That's it. If you look at the advice that someone is giving you as a pair of goggles, that's going to be probably one of the best perception shifts that you can do in fucking ages. When someone is giving you advice, think of it as they are handing you goggles to put on your head so that you can see the world based on how they have seen it. And then if you don't like it, you just fucking take the goggles off and hand it back to them and just say, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really fascinating. Thank you so much. And then you just go off and do whatever the fuck you were going to do anyway. If someone hands you goggles or they give you advice and they're a shit cunt of a person, but they give you that advice and you put the goggles on and you're like, man, I really don't like you. I don't want to buy from you. This is shit. But these goggles are actually next level. These goggles and this advice that you're giving me is actually pretty fucking spot on. And I can see how it's going to benefit my life. Take the goggles off, hand them back. Thank you so much. That's so interesting. Yeah. um, Thank you so much. And then just go on. And then... Everyone is going to give you a different pair of goggles to try. What you can then do is essentially take all of that advice and experience, sit with it for a day, and then say, what do I want to do? It's not whose advice do I want to take, it's what do I want to do based on all of the information provided. So you don't have to give credit. You can if you want to, because people that are below you are always going to try and take credit. People that are above you are going to give credit. So if you can think of that as if you were to go do something that changes your life and it's the best advice in the world and you went off and go to do this thing, someone that is below you that is looking for approval that is like, oh my God, I need this. They're just going to be, I told you so. (laughs) Didn't I tell you? I said to do that. I said that you should go do this thing. And they're going to be so fucking obnoxious about it because, hey, they're not doing that well in life. And if someone is not doing that well in life to the point where they have to take credit, they have to remind you that, hey, this this is this is me and like I did this and you should be thankful because I did this and this is my credit and this is my 15 minutes of fame, give it to them because it's going to change their life. And for us, we've already done that and we've done whatever the fuck. If you want to give credit, go for it and just say, hey, uh, this is something that I learned from this person. Go for it because the more that you can network and obviously communicate with people who are like-minded than you, you're probably going to get off the back of that and people are going to see you as a better person and they're more than likely going to want to share advice and their learnings with you. And then you're going to learn more from that anyway. But it's important to make sure that you are making the decision that you want to make because there's a lot of people out there that are like, hey, that advice would be really good. Unfortunately, I just don't fucking like you, so I'm not going to do it. And it's detrimental to you. You're the only one in your life, based on the advice that you will give or take, you are the only one in your life that if you get given advice, that it's going to affect you. It's not going to affect the other person. They've already given. So now you can decide to either take or leave. That's it. Someone gives advice, you can either take it or leave it. That's it. There is no in-between. There is just a matter of fact that this is the transaction that is happening. If you take emotions out of it, that's what's happening. If you add emotions into it, it's they think they're better than me and they think this and like, what if I do this and then they come back? That's where it gets messy. So we just keep things as a simple transaction here. Here, 
reach out a hand, give you some advice. This is the advice that I'm giving you. Would you like it or would you like to leave it? And then you can analyze that situation of if I don't do this, is it going to be detrimental to me being happy? Which is the end goal for everybody in life. If I don't do this, is it detrimental to me achieving happiness or just being happy? The answer is yes, then do the advice. If someone gives you the best advice in the world and you're like, ah, yeah, but you're an absolute cunt and I don't like you. What you can do is just be like, sweet, cheers. And then you just gestate it, change it, tweak it a little bit and you just go off and do whatever you were going to do anyway. Because you being happy is worth more than anything in the world. If you can be happy, if it comes off the back of someone's advice who you absolutely hate, so be it. Who cares? Because you're the one living it. Are we really going to give up 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years of our life to be miserable, to spite one person? To say that, yeah, I lived my life on my terms. Yeah, but you lived a pretty shitty life, didn't you? If you lived a pretty shitty life in spite of someone, did you actually live a life? Compared to, you took advice from someone, two years later, it's changing your life, and you, oh yeah, I think I I got this advice from so-and-so ages ago. And then three years after that, which is now a total of five years later, you're more than likely going to forget that you even fucking, like where you got it from. I have a lot of quotes and information and just fucked up knowledge in my head, really. I have no idea where I got most of this from, but I know that if I Google it, I can find a research article that says this, this, this. As new research is coming out, I'm reading it, I'm storing it somewhere. And that is just influencing my lens on the world. But please, for the love of God, if it is detrimental, I'm going to rephrase that. Everything that is coming to you, advice, money, time, relationships, whatever, anything that is coming into your life, if it is detrimental for you achieving happiness, you don't have to keep it. If there are things coming into your life that are enhancing your ability to achieve happiness or to ultimately just be happier and more carefree and more, well, and less stressed, take it because you're the only one that's going to end up missing out in the long run. So as this is all coming in, please do what makes you happy. Take all the advice that you can get, analyze it all, and then say, you know what, this is what I'm going to go do because I believe this is going to leave me with the best chance to be happy. doesn't matter where it comes from. We're just out here trying to be happy. And that's the end goal. We just want you to be happy. So if you're someone that is incredibly stubborn, uh, I hope that helped in some sort of way. Uh, But otherwise, have the best day in the world. Have the best week in the world. I hope that helped in some regard. And if it did help, please let us know. Um, I said that so aggressively and I'm sorry. Please, <laughs> please let us know. Reach out on, uh, I was about to say Discord. Um, well, actually, spoiler alert, we do have a free community Discord coming up very soon. The exact date, I do not know when, but make sure that you are staying tuned for that because that's something that I am very fucking excited about. Um, so, be happy. That's I'm just going to fucking leave it there. Be happy. If this was awesome, please leave a review Um, if you can just five stars, it helps. If it's one, go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) if it's one, let us know why it's one. Um, but otherwise, if this was helpful, leave a review, let us know. If there's something that you do want to hear, jump into Instagram and let us know. Otherwise have the best week in the world. Do whatever it is that makes you happy and we will fucking love you and support you for it. 
your love is, our love towards you is unconditional and we will always support you and have your back. So if you do need us for anything, let us know. Doesn't matter if you're paying us or not, just have the best life in the world. We hope you're happy and we'll speak to you soon.